freaking auto! This, this is Brock and Salk. Brock Ewart is my hero. Jay Buter just punched me in the kidney. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. On Seattle Sports. Oh, we're going to do you on the internet. Don't really work that way, Sherm. This is a show that has my name on it. It kind of does, though. Brought to you by Carter Volkswagen and Ballard. Now, here are your hosts, Brock Ewart and Mike Salk. Hello! God, every time I hear it, that Sherm sound really is surreal. But the whole thing happened. Uh, it's Brock and Salk, Seattle Sports here on 710, final hour of of this show uh, for the week and uh, just talk to Jerry DePoto. If you missed any of it, I definitely recommend going back. Uh, if you're a baseball nerd at all, I think Jerry's description of how you go through the waiver process and what all of that means was super interesting. We'll come back to that in a second. Just to give you a little update on some of the important things he said, Jared Kelnick uh, should DH tonight in Tacoma. So uh, Jared's going to start his rehab assignment. Great news for him, assuming he's feeling all right. He'll DH tonight. Jerry said they have up to 20 days for him to do the rehab assignment. They don't expect it to take that long. And uh, as soon as Jared is, uh, you know, himself and con- you know able to contribute, he will obviously be back up with the big club. And then we'll wait and see what that looks like from a lineup perspective. Tom Murphy, not ready to start any baseball activities just yet. He is making some progress. What did he do? What do you uh, have? Thumb. Thumb? Yeah. From catching, yes. hitting, sliding? I believe it was a catching thumb. Like, he okay. got, he caught a ball wrong. Kind of like Cal had last year? Yep, caught a ball wrong. Okay. His thumb's bothering him, and so maybe that's one of the reasons you see Luis Torrens brought in, because say what you want about Torrens, he can hit, yep. and he can play a little first base, too. And it, it just kind of dawned on me with Ty and his little thumb issue, and then... Uh, and but he's then been this. out since April, he, so his timing and him getting back yeah. and him getting the bat's going to be very yeah, It's not for necessarily tomorrow, but that's a guy who can hit, and that's yep. a guy who can play first and catch if you need him to and you just want him in the organization before September 1st Mm -hmm. in case you want to make a move for him to have him on a playoff roster if you end up getting there. So a couple of updates there. And then on Julio, uh, he said he hopes he plays as soon as tomorrow, but we're going to have to wait and see, obviously, how he does on the flight, et cetera. Going to guess they got an MRI, right, for him to say what Jerry said to us, and that is we do not think this is a serious, significant injury. Mm -hmm. And I I would almost assure you're going to scan and make sure that everything there is just like they did with his back last year, and they had kind of the same conversation. Do not think it's a big deal. We'll settle down. But, yeah, that lineup card tomorrow will be one of the more intriguing ones of the season. For sure. I think everyone's going to be looking at that and say, all right, is Julio playing? Is Julio playing? Is Julio yep. playing? soon as we know, obviously, uh, you'll hear it here on the station first. Meanwhile, uh, yeah, I, what Jerry obviously can't talk about the waivers and who's on there and because it's not supposed to be public. That this stuff is, so is, this is, is so stupid. Okay, yeah. I, well, I'm let, sorry. Let me, I'll, I'll answer your questions in a sec, but let me just first say, just for those who missed it, I certainly got the sense, and I assume you did, that they put in some waiver claims. Uh, yes, they did. They are trying yes, to be active. They would love to continue to add to their roster. Whether or not any of those players make it to them, Yep, I'm going to bet against it. But it sure sounds like they were active in the waiver claim market. And if it's me, if there's one player they could add, it would be Matt Moore. That would be the one player I would want. Number one on my list. Lefty reliever throws hard. You remember him with Tampa, and then he became a reliever. He's with the Angels right now. Yes. He can really pitch. And would you love a hard-throwing lefty who can throw leverage innings? Yes. That, yeah, that like would be a, a value. Like Dusty Baker knows that Mr. Brantley is mm-hmm. necessary for the Mariners. Maybe another left-handed power arm mm-hmm. against Mr. Brantley. And 
and uh, some of the other monsters, Tucker from the left side, Alvarez, that might be yes. a good thing you'd so like. So that's one. Obviously, Lucas Giolito's another name, and for a team that all of a sudden is a little thin in the pitching depth department, uh, yes, I would rather have Lucas Giolito on the team than Adam Aller. That's not even a, a debate. And then, uh, you know, we talked yesterday about Harrison Bader and some of those other okay. folks as well. So I may not have been a 1500 SAT guy, <laughs> but I was not a 500 SAT guy, all right? <laughs> so I'm somewhere in between those two. Okay. And I am so, I'm kind of pissed. And then I'm like, what are you doing, baseball? Waver. Language, Brock. I'm sorry. But waver, you know what wave means? Like when you get waved, what what does that mean, Salk? If I'm going to wave this player from my team, what does that mean? Well, it means different things in different sports. No! What does it mean? In baseball? <laughs> yes. It means five different things depending on what kind it of waivers is it is. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I thought when they were in Renfro and these guys are waived, I'm like, why does it have to be public? Why is it private? Like, the, you're going to see that they're not in the lineup. No, they're just the put duck. on waivers. They weren't waived. So that guy knows that he has been waived, but I got to go out there and play. And he's I not be supposed honest. to know that he's been waived. So oh this goes back a ways. So if this you if you, if you go back in time a little bit before they made some of the changes, before, remember they used to have the two trade deadlines? Yeah, right? again, very confusing. It was but very yes. confusing, but I'll try yes. to explain as simply as possible. Two trade deadlines. There was the regular trade deadline, which was July 31st, right? You could make any trade you wanted. And then after that, before September 1st, you could make waiver trades. And so basically what teams would do is every player in the league during the course of the month of August becomes available, would go through what was called revocable waivers. Revocable is a fast way of saying revocable. And basically what it meant is they put everybody on waivers and if they were claimed, you could pull them back mm-hmm. and say, oh, actually, no thanks. We're going to keep them. And if you let him go, the team claiming him would assume their entire salary. And that would happen sometimes where they were trying to block somebody. It happened with Jose Canseco. Yeah, with Jerry Desherry, right? I mean, that's right? What he, he experienced that down in Arizona. The, the famous one is Jose Canseco went to the Yankees. They were like, uh, we didn't really want Jose Canseco, but now he's on our team because we were trying yep. to block him from going somewhere else. And they ended up with him. So everyone would go on to revocable waivers and then get pulled back. And if you made it all the way through, mm. then you could be traded as mm. if as if it was normal. Okay. They tra- changed that a few years ago, so that yep. the, the process has changed a little bit now. Yes. But you can, you know, guys still get put on waivers, and uh, I don't believe they're revocable anymore. I believe these are irrevocable waivers, wow. which means that once they you are just claimed, love saying that word. I can just tell. I know. Well, it's, it's super right confusing. You heard yeah. Jerry say it. Release waivers. Irrevocable. The, the waivers you were talking about were release waivers, correct? Where you waive somebody with the purpose of ultimately releasing them, which is what every other sport does by baseball. Yes. Yes. Well, yeah. Yes. When you waived in every other sport. You can keep playing. Right. Uh, There's other waivers as well. It's just bizarre. Yeah, it's a strange system. But we will know a whole lot in an hour. He said 1 o'clock Eastern time. So about an hour from now, we should know a whole lot more of whether. Yeah, I'm just, I'm sorry. That blew my wires. And I shouldn't say that word. I should say miffed. I should say ticked. I'm bothered. Because for some reason, when I heard waved, I thought these players were no. waved. They're out there, but they're not. Like all things in baseball, it's a little bit more confusing than maybe it appears at first glance. That yes. is uh, sort of the name of this game. Like, yeah. and It's one of the things I love about it. Like most teams, I don't know if they still do. For a long time, teams had a guy on their team or somebody in their front office whose job it was to understand all the crazy transaction rules because <laughs> yes. they were nutty. And if you, you know, you go through the rule five draft and the 40 man roster and the 26 man roster irrevocable and irrevocable. Here's another one. You want to know why you have to be in the wrong? No, I don't. 
I don't. I'll just, Actually, I'm going to tell you anyway. Okay. Why is Luis Torrens here? You asked me yesterday, earlier today. You said, well, he's got to be in the 40-man, right? Well, he doesn't have to be on the 40-man roster because if you want to add a player to the playoff roster who's uh-huh. not on the 40-man, yeah. you can only do it if he replaces somebody on the 40-man uh-huh. who's hurt. So I you gotta... can move somebody on the 15-day to the 60-day, uh, take them off the 40-man roster, and then move a player like You Durant know what is beautiful board. about this wild, wacky, crazy, <laughs> disturbing game is on one level is that chaos, and on the other level, throw strike one. Right. <laughs> throw strike one. Yes. What's the biggest difference? How do you go 21-5? to five? Mm. Throw strike one. <laughs> Keep it simple, stupid. And we don't have to worry about revocable and irrevocable and waiver and anything else. Yeah, the players Throw, don't worry about that. That's one. why the GMs do it. It's a very, very different sport for them. All right. If you missed any of Jerry, please go find it, seattlesports.com or wherever you get your podcasts. We'll give you everything you need to know. Only one waiver mention allowed. Well, no, actually two, because we're going to go through two sports of waivers next. I'm Brock and Saul. Need to know. 15 minutes past every hour with Brock and Salk. Here's what you need to know. Up first. What's up, Buster? You can't sweep every series. We know that. But, gosh, you sure want to win them, right? Especially when you're playing teams like Oakland. You want to make sure you find a way to at least take two out of three. And that's exactly what the Mariners managed to do yesterday. Got down early, came back late. And, yeah, it's important to win game three. It changes your season. You know, you, you need to win the rubber game. You're not going to go out and win the first two games uh, of every series. And then when it comes right down to it, you've seen the other team a couple days. You kind of get a feel for them, who's hot, who's not. Uh, but ultimately, it comes down to pitching. It really does. And, um, again, the job that Bryce Miller did today, i got to be honest, I was a little worried after the second inning. Um, I was hoping to get him through five because we didn't have the pitching. You just have to leave him out there to throw his pitches, and then hopefully we can get to the back end. And, that really sets the game up for you. If he doesn't do that today, we don't win the game. So a ton of credit goes to him. Well, certainly he did that, and then the offense did what it needed to do as well. Huge three-run bomb from Teo, and then the guy who always seems to make it happen late did it once again. Base is loaded. The pitch to JP. Swung on. Line drive. Left field base hit. Scoring from third base is Canzone. Big wave Caballero. The throw home. He slides. He is safe. The Mariners have taken the lead. JP. Crawford coming through huge for the M's. He's been massive all season long, and he's given the Mariners the lead. What do you think the sprint speed was for Caballero yesterday? Well, he was what was moving. no, what was great? And I, I'm, it's probably Luke Arkins. Anytime I'm out of a question, it's Luke Arkins. He uh, had a snapshot of his secondary lead, his jump. Yeah. That was not a hard hit base hit. That was not a simple read. That was a duck fart mm-hmm. right to the perfect spot in left field. And he needed to see it. He needed to read it. And then he had the horses. He got there in less than, I think it was 7.02 seconds or something crazy. He was moving. Uh, he was hauling. So those are the little details as a base runner, man. If that was a lot of other guys on the bases, and if they hesitate, I don't know if you score that run. But Cabby absolutely nailed it. And can I give a little shout-out to Gary Hill? What a great call. I mean, this has been a season of some moving parts on the TV end, but you have felt, Gary, and even injuries. The goal, the great Rick Rizzers had to overcome his own injuries this season, too. But what a great call. You just feel it, man. Everybody's feeling it. The skipper felt it when he talked to us yesterday. Jerry felt it. Guy, the guy is out right now. He can't. He's sick. He can't go on this road trip, but he's got to talk about this team. Talk of the town. 21 wins in a month. 
That'll do it for you. Yeah, that's for sure. Astros and Blue Jays win. Rangers lose again yesterday. All four teams are off today, so uh, no real scoreboard watching, nothing. Rangers, Astros, Blue Jays, Mariners. Everybody gets a day to just sort of sit and think and get themselves ready for the next week or so. Mariners, of course, fly to New York. They'll take on the Mets. And then uh, after that, go to Cincinnati and then Tampa. Here's the second thing you need to know. Well, we got a little bit of a Julio Rodriguez update from Jerry Depoto a few minutes ago, although there's really not a lot to update you on. Basically, they're hoping he will be in the lineup tomorrow. Didn't seem to think that this was anything that is too serious, but, you know, he's been unable to not just play, but even pinch hit the last couple of days. So anytime I see that, I'm at least going to say that, you know, this is more than nothing. It is, but I think they had scans and tests done, and they don't think it is serious. That doesn't mean it doesn't still hurt. That doesn't mean it still can't be impactful. That doesn't mean that they may have to make some decisions that if he's not in the lineup Friday, maybe he won't be for a couple more days, and you really let that thing settle down. And uh, as Jerry said, man, what a heck of a road trip. Cincinnati's fighting for their playoff lives. The playoffs go through Tampa seemingly every single season. We'll do so once again with that four-game road trip. And oh, by the way, we get to see the old ghost forkball tomorrow night. You get the top of that Mets rotation starting with Senga. And uh, yeah, all 29 you excited of these, with the man. ghost forkball? Yeah, it's kind of looking at his, his next sort of level. Thing. Yeah, the ghost forkball? Yeah. Yeah, it's good. I'm going to try to put that in Titus's game this offseason. That'll be top priority for me. <laughs> that sounds like a really good plan. Here's the third thing you need to know. All right, I'm not going to go over the uh, waiver claims for the Mariners anymore, but we should find out here in about 45 minutes whether or not they've been awarded any of the guys that uh, are out there reportedly. Seahawks, though, they made their waiver claims yesterday, and they were awarded two guys. They get Caillou Blue Kelly, who was waived by Baltimore. He's a cornerback. And then linebacker Drake Thomas, who was waived by Vegas. Kelly was a fifth-round pick. I mean, like, that's not nothing. This year. Yeah, this year. Yeah, fifth-round pick this season uh, out of of Stanford. You know, Pete Carroll knows him. He's watched him. He's been a West Coast guy. His dad was a corner in the league for a decade. I played against a USC in the 90s, and he's got a lot of football background, a lot of football acumen. I just wonder, Baltimore is such a blitz-heavy team. You've got to be able to run. And I just wonder if maybe that run and that change of direction didn't fit well enough there. He gets new life, a new opportunity here. Seems and, weird that if that's yeah, and really of course, what if, Baltimore needs, why would they draft him? And if you're going to claim, right, for the, the Seahawks, it's it's funny, right? If you're going to sit there and claim anybody, you would think the last position to claim, right. as KJ has said to us, would be a position that you have so much depth in but can never have enough corners, enough guys that can cover the football as well. Yeah, some injury updates. Devin Bush, Cam Young both back to practice yesterday. Derek Hall, Daryl Taylor, Devin Witherspoon, Mike Morris, all not ready to go just yet. That's everything you need to know. And we do that quarter past every hour here on the Brock and Salk Show. Oh, man, what a week. Holy smokes. Yeah, huh? Gosh. Yeah, just kind of as I was rattling out to uh, to Jerry, like, oh, yeah, this week we've had Tom Berducci and uh, Buster Olney and Jeff Passan and Scott Service and Jerry DePoto. And, like, yeah, man, it has just been fantastic. And, and you know, here we go, man, 29 games. And I'm going to gird my loins. Uh, you're not going to get texts from me. You're not. Like, maybe you got yesterday from a friend. You're not going to get it in the third inning. You're not. And you can hold me accountable. Mora, cut that piece of sound right there. And if I send, you know, text to you guys in the second or third inning about bad at bats, then yes, you can hold me more than accountable. Wow. All right. Dude. Dude. Yeah, dude. 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 <laughs> dude. Come on. Seriously. Yeah. The, what happened yesterday was bizarre. Honestly, that was that was surprising to me. <laughs> like, 
we do trust this team a little bit, right? Like, I mean, based on everything they've done last year and now this year, it's amazing to me. It, I, I have a take. So you want to, but you... <laughs> I have become a take. prisoner of the moment. No, you're it's thinking not, you're about wrong. that you're moment. Wrong. It's not prisoner Don't of the moment. Don't you tell me I'm, I'm wrong. I'm telling you you're wrong. And Do you want to fight? It leads to a take that I've been very hesitant to give because Uh-oh. I think it's going to make some people very oh, upset. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. But I might be willing to oh, give no. it. Can we talk about this? Can we yeah, huddle up and talk, talk about, about it? This? We'll see whether or not okay. I should even say okay. this. It's All Brock right. and Salk, Sales Sports on 710. This is Brock and Salk. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. Back in mornings from 6 to 10. On Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports app. You said a few minutes ago, Brock, that part of the problem with, you know, rooting for the Mariners getting upset early in a game or not trusting the process, etc., is it... You think people may be prisoner of the moment. And as I think about it, I don't think that's the case. I'm not saying you're entirely wrong, although I did say that earlier. Mm. You're right. There is a prisoner of the moment element of it. But I honestly believe it has more to do with being prisoner of the past. Mm. That that there is an element that is deep and scarred that goes back a long way. And I understand why many of the folks that I have constantly hitting up my phone or when I see them who are who are so panicked that honestly yesterday in the second inning, it took two innings yesterday after a loss the day before for them to tell me the Mariners had already lost the season, the series to the A's and how disgusting it was. I was laughing. I was like, I can't believe this is happening. Yep. A team that's won already 20 games this month in two innings. You're, you've gone from excitement to panic. It's just hysterical to me, but I, I think it's prisoner of the past. It's seeing the present and immediately connecting it to the 30 years of past, as opposed to the last year and I get it like that. That's that sort of primacy bias. But this is one not the, the Mariners teams of the, of the one, 80s and 90s. One of the great things that uh, one Michael Jeffrey Salk shared with me when he took his year sabbatical back east. One of the things that he said to me was, man, there is nothing like the first. <laughs> there is nothing like climbing that mountaintop and getting all the way and planting that flag and you know, going back the second time and winning other championships and you and Mora just spoiled. Growing up in Titletown, all these championships for the Bruins and, and then ultimately the Red Sox win some and then the Patriots, all of these. Now, the Patriots a little bit after you had left and, and grown up, the Patriots that you were around were, 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 were bad. Terrible. They were terrible. And I'm going to guess that those that covered that team may have had some of that past history and had to get well, over that. Let's hump. remember that the I mean, this is a true story for a decade afterwards. There were reporters in Boston who were furious still and, and, and ripped Bill Belichick daily for choosing Tom Brady over Drew Bledsoe. That's a true story. Yes. I mean, I could name you three. I won't speak ill of some of them, but like I could name you three off the top of my head who mm-hmm. to this day hate Bill Belichick and think he's an idiot and root against him for choosing Tom Brady wow. over Drew Bledsoe. I mean, that's, that's just picking a hell of stubbornness. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, crazy. it's, it's, it's different obviously from not quite believing in the Mariners yet because they yeah. have not made it to the top of that mountain. Mm-hmm. And I'm granting everybody, man, like as good as things are right now, if this team doesn't win, make the playoffs, I won't be like shocked. 
Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I'll be surprised at this point. I think they put themselves in a really good spot. Four teams for three spots, basically. But there's and, not I, and that I think much they're as good as them. Not much that separates Houston and That's Toronto right. in Seattle in Texas. They're all about you, the same. All four of them are good baseball teams. Yes. All, some of them have better strengths than others. Some of them have history that, you know, like Texas that hadn't been here for a while. So, I mean, kind of all over the board. But there are four horses here down the stretch of 29 where mm-hmm. not a lot is going to separate them. And I was on a podcast yesterday in Birmingham, started college football season. And as you can imagine, I think that's the number one market for college football and doing a little podcast down there. And the, and the host has some West Coast to his background and, and loves pro sports, not just college football. And he's like, man, tell me about Julio. Tell me about these Mariners, you know? And I, and I just kind of had to tell him, like, man, if you were here as I was, as a high school player and then a collegiate player and then even drafted by the Seahawks, there was no 12 flags. I mean, it was Mariners. Right. And that run that they went on and all of that emotion and all of that passion and everything. And then, you know, as Stacey Rost has said multiple times on Twitter this year, maybe the most consistent message she has had is like, hey, I get this emotion. I get this fandom. I get this fanaticism because we have never been to the World Series. The one team out of 30 mm-hmm. that has not been to, not, not even won a World Series, but has just not gotten there. And when we do, it is going to be something. This town has won national, Huskies won a national championship. This town has been to three Super Bowls and and won a Super Bowl. This this town has won WNBA championships. This town has won uh, soccer championships. This town has won those. This is the one that's missing, man. This town won an NBA world championship in 79. Went to the finals with with Gary and, and Sean and faced Jordan. I mean, it's been to those mountaintops. Hadn't been to this one. Hasn't been to this 14,800-foot mountaintop that is the World Series. And, yeah, so I think that that is, you're right, you're prisoner of the past. You're caught up in in a lot of that. But I also think, man, this might be one of the most emotional. If last year was getting through the desert, right, getting through that drought, (laughs) what is this year? And what is this month of September going to be? Because it's not just for a wild card. It's not just to get through a drought. Now, man, it, it feels like. You're, you're in it to get to the top of that Mount Rainier to make that whole climb to the World Series if these pieces, you know, fall the right way and you, you play to your capabilities and your ceiling. Mm. Well, be they've certainly done that over the course of the last month. I mean, that that is playing up to your potential in every way. And there are going to be some interesting decisions to make here down the stretch. We'll find out hopefully in about a half hour or so whether or not they were awarded any waiver claims today. I think you could make an argument that there are one, two, three, four, five different guys on waivers that we know of that would help the Mariners. I don't know whether they'll get to any of them because I'm, I'm guessing they'll be. You give claimed. me those five again. Uh, it would be Matt Moore would be number one for me, lefty reliever who the uh, Angels uh, put on waivers. Number two is probably Lucas Giolito, a depth starter that you could really use. Three is uh, is it Reyes? I'm blanking on the name of the other reliever that Anaheim released. I think it's Reyes. Okay. And then four and five would be Harrison Bader and Randall Gritchick, two right-handed outfield bats. You could make a pretty team. significant case mm. for any of those five guys being absolutely worth a roster spot. Okay. Here in Seattle, I'll back off the Josh Donaldson one. I, I mentioned him yesterday. I kind of forgotten about the Tim Anderson incident. And so I'll I'm going to back off that one. I, I do think the player himself would be helpful, but not the person. I, I think you probably got to stay away from that because my mind was blown. Kaboom. <laughs> 
with the whole waivers thing. Yeah. If you, let's just say like that silent auction, right? That you maybe wrote your number down on a bunch of cards thinking, I'm not going to have any chance of getting this one. And then the end of the night, you know, they come by and bring the little slip to you and you're like, Oh gosh, did I really get that basket? I mean, you can always release them also. I mean, like you got to pay their salary, but you could then release them. You could. So it's not okay. like you get stuck with them and you have to have them on your roster. You okay. get stuck with their salary for the rest but of the year. But let's just say you'd pick up two or three of those. Then you have to make corresponding moves. Mm-hmm to your 28 guys, right? Then yeah, that but would... that shouldn't be that hard. I mean, let's say you get a, a reliever. I mean, any of the pitchers, you're about to add Adam Aller to your roster tomorrow. Okay. So certainly you can take any of those guys mm-hmm. over Adam Aller, okay. right? If you needed to move on. Uh, who, or Weaver. Who, yeah, Weaver. I mean, whoever the last guy in your bullpen is right now. I mean, there's a few. I forget, like, Thornton and Yeah, Campbell I mean, and... you probably want to keep Thornton and Campbell. Both guys yeah. have been pitching pretty well. But yeah. if you were to get two pitchers which is not going to happen but if you did i mean adam aller and luke weaver okay that seems fairly easy and obvious and if you were to get one of those bats would you rather have harrison bader or would you rather have sam haggerty right now Mm -hmm. and quite frankly there's going to be a Cade marlowe conversation coming up here is my guess because after the really torrid start Mm -hmm. he he's played phenomenally well in the field and actually i think gotten better Yep. But I don't know about uh, yep. I don't know about what he's been doing at the plate recently. So mm-hmm. I don't think it would be much of a problem if you were to well, get even the three guy of those in, guys. You'd figure yeah. it out. And that guy down in Tacoma, who you know, I was looking at some pictures. I guess wore his own run DMC outfit down to Tacoma. He's ready. <laughs> he's ready to get in there. How good would have he looked, by the way, Kelnick? Yeah, you want to start talking about ranking guys in their run DMC sweatpants, and if you miss that, that was uh, Julio led. Adidas probably encouraged, and Julio brought it to the skipper a couple weeks ago and said, "What do you think?" Before this big final road trip, a chance to put everybody in some Adidas gear and shoes and bucket hats, and they had a blast doing that. I think Kelnick probably would have been. I think he would have enjoyed that. I think he'd been. I think Kel, I mean, just based on seeing him in the uh, post celebration last year and everything that uh-huh. went into Jared celebrating, uh-huh. I'm going to guess he would have enjoyed yesterday quite a bit. Unbelievable it's... month. You guys have been awesome. Okay, we've got a big month ahead of us. Keep having fun. Julio brought this idea to me. Uh, about a week or two ago, I was like, yeah, let's go for it, okay? And uh, it's about having a good time, keeping it loose. No problem with you guys. But uh, we dropped the Run DMC, and you guys know anything about Run DMC. It's, you know, late 80s, early 90s, you know. So uh, I made a few calls, and I found Rev Run. So what do we got? Julio Rodriguez rocking the Run DMC. Got the whole crew rocking it. Bringing the energy to New York City. This is Rev Run. Keep repping. Keep rocking. Keep rolling. Y'all are on fire. Peace. <laughs> so Jerry said earlier that Scott knew someone who knew Reverend Run. Mm-hmm. I wonder who that is. Like who? Oh, uh, you know someone who knows someone who knows. Someone. I like so, to think that it's one person that they know in common, and I really want to know who that is. Justin and I assumed it was an Adidas connection. Mm, yeah. No, I mean, but it wasn't through Julio. It came through I, Scott. I like that he had to introduce himself at the end of the video. Yeah. This is Rev Run, just in case. <laughs> like, I know there's some 22-year-olds in this room. There's 24-year-old kids from the Dominican who may have no idea who I am. So, yeah. Well, most of the team not born, maybe. When Run DMC oh, was doing its thing yeah. in think, the 80s? I think all of them. <laughs> all of it, yeah. Not one of them was born. Well, then they, I mean, Who's they the went. this guy on this team? They went Suarez? to the 90s, didn't they? They, they were still Not doing it in the really. 90s. Oh, come on. When was Suarez? I mean, Red Run had an MTV reality show in the 2000s. So maybe they know him from family. that. They Suarez is the oldest guy on the team, right? Hmm. I think so. I think, I right think it's either Suarez, Murphy, or Robbie Ray, and I'm fairly sure. Hmm. 
it's Suarez. You'd have to look it up, but I'm willing to bet it's Gino. And I bet Gino is 33, yeah. right? Right? Maybe. So if he's 33, he was born in 1990. Yeah. I mean, I'm just sort of guessing. I don't have it all in front of me, but I'm going to guess it's about that. Uh, Topa is 32. Okay. Topa's 32. And he's the oldest. How old is Gino? Only 31? Gino's 32. Okay. So mm. two guys are 32. <laughs> Bro, they were born in 1991. <laughs> I don't have any idea, Rundy. I mean, maybe they do. I mean, it's not like I don't know who people are from the 60s and 70s before I was born. True. But yeah. they weren't. When we get like, to hear all of them in four minutes. I know. Right? They're yeah. kind of a part of rap history. Yeah, just like Chuck Berry is a big part of of rock history, and he's going to be part of Ranked here in a couple of minutes as well. But I wasn't, like, around when Chuck Berry was doing his thing. I do, but more, I'm constantly amazed at how many people you don't know of that are only 10 years (laughs) older than you. Well, that's because you play a lot of bad music. Ah, yes, like Chuck Berry and Um, Tommy James and Shondell. What I want to know, we spend a lot of time talking about what Mariner looked best in that fit. I think I would like the textures to tell us Mm. who on our show would look best. We know that. In the drip? We know that. Of the four of us? I mean, only one of us is a former model. I mean, like, I feel like that's a fairly... Like, are you just doing uh, this to uh, get compliments? uh, No, Justin does, Uh, like... Justin does the dress-up with his crew all the time. I think... Yeah. Bro, are you doing this to get compliments? That was a Vegas trip. We did a track suits and fanny packs to Vegas once, and it was a He's just more comfortable. We talked about, with DePoto, how it's the confidence. Like, how Gino has the confidence. So, do I need to send you my magazine cover when I was a homeless kid in Tacoma? (laughs) Stop saying she's the only model on this crew. All right, I did some modeling too, pal. So why don't you give me a little credit there? No, all I, I know. Think we know who would look the most out of place. <laughs> yes, that's that's an obvious answer. We should. Do you want to I mean, order you some? even wear the Marshawn jacket. Brock, do you want to order our own right now and have them for next week? You would be surprised. Uh, I might look better in a Run DMC uh, tracksuit uh, than you would think. See? I, you may be surprised uh, about that. Bring some cardboard. Unfortunately, Brock was a Nike athlete, not an Adidas uh, athlete. Yeah. So no, I was Adidas I, one year. I you Adidas. were? Yeah, I jumped when? over to Adidas. I think my one starting year in 2001, actually. Really? Yeah. I didn't think I knew that. Stuff. How did that yeah. happen? And I gave my dad a pair of these uh, Adidas polyester pants that I think he wore for 22 years until they <laughs> finally wore down. And Grandpa Peg was like, did you really have to get – they were indestructible polyester. I mean, they were amazing. How did you become an Adidas athlete for Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think they what kind do you mean of you don't approached. know? I don't – it's 20 years ago. I was, it was a roc- – bro, it was a irrevocable, irrevocable waivers. There I don't you, know. There you go. Yes, irrevocable. You had a revocable contract. I was on a revocable Nike deal and, you know hmm. – Adidas came in, so what do you think? Ricky Waters was repping it, and I was like, yeah, I think I can pull that off. Yeah. yeah. Did you? Not bad. As I said, You're got kind a, of an anti-Adidas guy, though. I've heard you before, like when golfers will put on the Adidas, you start talking about how they're too Euro yeah, and how not, the stuff's too tight yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, See, the yeah. texters are saying Justin. Mm. That's what I thought. It's, so the, he wears it's the tricky best. to pull <laughs> off, but Justin best. could do yes, it. That's kind of funny. All right. You like also, the scene in uh, Road Trip where uh, the kids dance on a tricky? That's pretty awesome. Tricky, 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 tricky. <laughs> I have a picture of me in a black track. I mean, I could show you. Yeah. Are so. you wearing those shades that you were wearing in the uh, one you showed us the other day? No, not those open That's shades. too bad. All right. That was a good time. It is time for Ranked. I thought I was delaying it. Oh, boy. <laughs> Got a list? Time to put it in order. Fred Dwarmfor's house. Top five. Top five meals that I have ever had. This is Ranked. To be honest, that list was really biased. Brought to you by Carter Volkswagen. Every morning at 945 on Brock and Saw. Yeah, top ten list. I'm not buying that. Ranked. Justin, what are we ranking today? Today, we are ranking never. Why? That was because of the um, 
Where do I have it? It's right in front of me. <laughs> You've already forgotten. No. Is it because no one is in Mariner history? Oh, yeah. It's because, yes. That it's was never it. it's happened never, before. It had never happened before that the Mariners had 21, run, or 21 wins in the mother box. Well, let me get to it because I've got a lot here. Uh, we mentioned some of the legends that were uh, born well before us. How about this one? It's Lord never. Were you ever an Elvis? Ever getting Elvis? Was I ever an Elvis? Were you ever in El- uh, uh, Elvis? Was I? You- I still am. I love no, Elvis. No, like really into him. Been like to really- Graceland. Uh, You've been to Graceland? Was- oh, yeah. When I was like fourth, fifth grade, I had my dad's cassette tape, which I think he taped off the radio, of Elvis's wow. return concert in Hawaii. That was I listened Jane to in the Elvis? Jane hates Elvis. But my dad made her go see Elvis with him and I think like the Providence Civic Center or something. And my mom hates him and hated it. But my dad loves Jane Elvis. Jane hates Elvis. Hates him. Hates In the Elvis. Robbie's tight pants. Hated Elvis. Isn't that weird? Yeah. That doesn't fit. You, I know. Did you go to the uh, Elvis Presley Automobile Museum, or did you just do the Graceland? Just did tour? Graceland, okay. um, but it was I awesome. See the car tour. Yeah, that's probably worth your time. It's yeah. a it's a really cool experience. Uh, you know who? You know, Elvis is the king of rock, but the father of rock and roll has to be on this list as well. Chuck Berry, of course, and then that was played in Pulp Fiction. And Brock, for you, I've got some John Bon Jovi. You ever see Bon Jovi at a concert? No. Justin? I have not, no? unfortunately. Never I was, seen John Brock, Bob. I was going to put in some Garth Brooks in here for you, but I know we... Uh, Go time ahead. For it. Which one? Oh, Thought we'd if, run out of if, time. If tomorrow never. If tomorrow oh, never if comes. tomorrow never. Comes. Yeah. Well, tomorrow never dies. Of course, that's the James Bond movie. As mm-hmm. is Never Say Never Again. Yes. Uh, there's a couple of uh, of Bond. Will she movies. ever know that I loved her? If tomorrow uh-huh. never comes. She will see her salt and pepper. Shoot. Almost at it. <laughs> that the Adam Sandler Drew Barrymore movie? Uh, Never Been Kissed? Was, was that, that them? Was that them? Or am I confusing that no. with 51st Dates? That's 51st Dates. Never Been Kissed is... Uh... Never Been Kissed is Drew Barrymore, there you but go. it's not Adam Sandler. Oh. I don't know who that guy is. That's in the, it is. Hmm, okay. This is Fleetwood Mac. Never going back again. It's a great song. Fleetwood Mac is awesome. Damon was big time into Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, they're good. That's a serious Lindsey Buckingham song. He can play. We got some Bee Gees. Right, and then we've got uh, famous movies from the '80s. Brock. Th- this one is maybe one of the first ranks where you have a negative word mm. like death. That was so dark and <laughs> depraved and dank and horrible. Yeah. But this is a negative word, never, and yet it's uplifting. Fairly uplifting. That's yes. the never-ending story. Did you see that as a kid? With that I weird, did. long dog thing that flew in the air? They did a lot of drugs. Those right. Oh, yeah. For drugs. sure. Uh, we've got the... scary as a kid. Famed oh, never, the never nude. Scarier. suffered a rare psychological affliction of never being able to be completely naked. Excuse me. <laughs> Do these effectively hide my thunder? <laughs> Tobias Fumke, the never nude from uh, Arrested Development. Scarier. Uh, Betsy that, just texted me, Michael Vartan was a never been kissed? 
Oh, that's right. Michael the famed Vart. Michael Vartan. Scarier. That big, stupid creature in the never-ending story yeah. or that enormous python in Australia? The python? Yeah. Move on. Uh, yeah. Move boy, on. I can't even. Oh. No. Never had a friend. 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 Never had a Yes, it is. Yeah. Put it in the top five. The top five is good here today. I'm sorry. Never. Dude, how many times on the Seahawk practice field has that been played? A million. A gazillion. Yeah. It's a lot. I'm not, I'm not saying it's a bad song. How is that not top, top five? five. It's a sports station. It gets so, played at almost every There's a lot for the top to. five today, Maura. What can I tell you? There's a, it's a he tough category. He hates sports. We got LA Guns. Right? We've got Taylor Swift. Like ever. Yeah. <laughs> Had to make sure we got that in there. We got in excess. And they could never. 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 Ever. Mm-hmm. Some riff. Some cake. I am ready for the top. We should start create. We should start creating Spotify playlists for the, all these ranks. <sighs> it would be exhausting, don't you think? <sighs> you know what you guys never, ever, ever do? What? An actual ranking <laughs> instead of a list. Mora, this is huge. Why would you say that? Number five. You know what's really sad, Salt? Yes. What? You've ruined Metallica for me. I have? Yeah. Why? You ruined it. I ruined it. You ruined it. I ruined it. Do you want to know how you ruined it? Because I can't hear any Metallica song without hearing Holmgren yelling at me. (laughs) (laughs) Every song that comes on. Hey. Enter Sandman. Faster. Well, it's, it's not. It's it was. I understand, but was every Metallica song. So, like, song. you hear Enter Sandman, and all you hear is Holmgren going, "Hey, Brock, faster, hey, faster, faster." <laughs> uh, yeah. So funny. You jerk. I know. I'm sorry about that. That's my bad. Number four. Yes. When Plant was in his like prime, I mean, I, I mean all those guys. But... I fully understand why they're never doing the reunions. It's like we can't, we can't repeat it. Right. We're just gonna let it be what it was. Yes. The greatest. It was the greatest. It really. We're I mean, not gonna just, Guns and Roses ourselves. They're unbelievable. They really were. Number three, Brock, just for you. And it's not. My voice is shot. <laughs> what the heck did I do earlier today? can't even sing one of my favorite songs. No more. You've been yelling at everyone today. Brock I haven't yelled at song. anybody. I've had a blast. I've been in character today, Maura. You just need some sleep. You need to stop thinking about coaching and get some sleep. <laughs> That's a Brock favorite right there, isn't it? No name never? Yes. Dude, we ran the streets of Dublin, Salt. You and me. I know. To that song. We did. <laughs> No, nay, never. Paisley, Wassel. No, nay, never. How about the four of us? Can you picture Mora in Dublin? 
Yes. She would be like, is, a lot taller than everyone Dooley. else there. Maura Dooley is one of the most Irish names. <laughs> Maura, like, oh. It's my people. Maura, I still you, have ancestors. Can you picture there. Maura Dooley in Ireland? Running yes. the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ordering pints and putting three of them in each hand. Yeah. No problem. All right. Now, number one and two here was a quite a battle. So no three days grace, never too late. Sorry, that one didn't make, make it. it. I didn't yeah. even put on I'll Never Let You Go, Steel Hard, as much as I love that song. Are you going to play the game? What about the game? Huh? Oh, What's the game? The game? Never the game? have I ever. Oh, the game. Never have I ever. Yeah. <laughs> it's not in there. Probably should have put on that Neverland there as well. Probably not and I didn't even uh, throw on Head East as much as I love that. Oh. That is a really good song, I know. Song. I know. I love that one. Are you one. about to do what I think you're about to do? This well, list is never going to end. I'm sure people assumed this was going to be number one, but even here in Seattle, never mind. Number was, two. That's not what I was thinking. Number two. I know. One of the all time biggest albums, certainly in terms of impact, putting this city on the map. It is enormously important. Which and you would probably mean, think it would be number one. Which can only mean one thing. All Saints, never, ever. Number one, never. There it is. It. Had to be there. It. This I, whole list more is one big Rickroll. I what thought can I tell you were going to play this as number it's two something. and then play it again as number one. That's what I thought was going to happen. I probably, <laughs> why didn't I do that, Justin? That would have been funnier. Damn it. We hit the most there, though. That was fun. This is a bite the bottom lip. Great pop song. Yeah. Dance to this without biting your bottom lip. Can't happen. This guy can sing. Rick knew what he was doing. We got to get out of here. Have a great day tomorrow. Mariners off. See you guys at 6 a.m. Until then, Brock Vahey. It's in the barn. They're going to give you up. Never. They're going to let you down. See you, everybody.